and welcome to Kitty Talks, the podcast that shows you how to build a life in alignment with your soul. I'm your host, Kitty Waters, serial entrepreneur and co-creator of the Network for Transformational Leaders. Each week, I interview top thought leaders that are changing the world. They share their life stories on tips on how you can find your purpose. We all have a gift we can bring to the world. Do you feel dead to life, like there's more to it, but you don't know where to start? Perhaps you don't fit in and you can't understand why. Are you pushing all the time and getting nowhere? Do you long to finally be sure which is the right path for you? This podcast is sponsored by my Do Your Dharma course. This eight-week online course, self-study, shows you how to find your purpose. The course demystifies the subject of Dharma and shows you that by following your highest excitement, you can unlock your greatest potential and create the life of your dreams. Go to www.kittytalks.com forward slash do your Dharma. Without further ado, let's dive into the next episode. guest was a very good friend of mine, Suzanne Fransden. She's a Danish transformational leader. And in this podcast, you will hear her story of how the universe desperately tried to wake her up and how she wasn't listening. And in the end, it took an amazing event to get her to wake up to the fact that she was going the wrong direction in life. Now she's an entrepreneur, she's an author, and she's a healer, and she does amazing healing work with individuals, helping them find and follow their purpose. She works with organizations, helping them to live out their passions and find their highest purpose. She frees them from their limiting beliefs and their old stories and gets them to let go of the struggle. Have a listen. Suzanne is a very beautiful very centered, caring individual. And she just explains beautifully how, when you're in the flow of life, how amazing things can be. So hello and welcome to Kitty Talks. We share inspirational life stories that empower you to create yours. And today I have with me a really, really good friend of mine who is also part of the Network for Transformational Leaders that uh, I run with a wonderful Marsha Martin. Suzanne Franston, welcome all the way from Denmark. Thank you. I'm very pleased to be here, Kitty. Well, Suzanne, I knew I had to get on the podcast because we are kindred spirits. We are both very much in the purpose conversation. Uh, Suzanne is a Danish transformational leader and very much a catalyzer for change. Her passion is to help individuals and organizations live out their passion and their highest purpose. Without further ado, welcome to Kitty Talks. And I would love you to explain to our audience just a little bit more about who you are and what you do in the world. Thank you, Kitty. Yeah, who am I? Who am I? That's a big question, right? (laughs) And I just did a a rebranding process where I found this tagline, Catalyzing Change, because I was really investigating myself and seeing what is my superpower. Uh, and this is actually, in short, what I can see that I do. I Somehow, I'm very good at creating a crack in people's minds, in their awareness. And, you know, when awareness change, then the reality change as well. 
And this goes on both an individual level and an organizational level that if you can just change your mind, you know, you can use the picture of uh, you think the world is a flat one. And once you see a picture of this round globe, you can never, ever go back to believing it's flat. Mm. So this is kind of what I do mm. uh, and love doing, uh, really, really love doing. Um, and I have been working with individuals for two, three years really intensively and, and have been trying to fine-tune my tools. Mm -hmm. And now I'm going back into the corporate world where I came from way back mm -hmm. uh, to see how can I come full circle. Wow. Um, I was a management consultant earlier on, um, and I did actually help many companies uh, fine-tune their value chains and processes and how can we align the organization and stuff, but I still felt that something was missing. Mm. Um, I still yeah. felt that this was somehow wrong without being able to put a finger mm. on it because... Uh, it was too fluffy, uh, but I knew by the end of this journey that we need to go into the individual even deeper uh, to, to crack it. Uh, so that is uh, some of the longings that brought me into this area of uh, personal development, that I realized that you, you cannot change organizations, you cannot align processes without taking this personal perspective into to the whole picture. So uh, that is what I I do now uh, and love doing. But it, it came out of my own personal misery journey, you know. Mm. <laughs> I guess Think you know that for, for yeah. yourself. Yeah, we all do. We all have we, that. We awaken, yeah, in the darkness. So tell um, me a little bit about that journey because obviously with our listeners, um, they're on their journey to self-discovery. You know, they're uncovering yeah. their purpose yeah. by listening to these podcasts. So tell us and explain to us your transition and your journey. Like you said, obviously you were working with corporates um, strategically, but you felt like something was missing. Talk us through your transition. Hmm. Well, if I, I didn't realize this until I was... 42 or something when I was writing my book but what I came to realize that I have been in this you know beautiful family uh, and I guess that most people would have not thought that I would be comfortable there but what I realized is that I had this story within me that I wasn't loved and I wasn't wanted so mm -hmm. I wasn't good enough I wasn't lovable uh, was my core beliefs uh, and I didn't know this up until much later, but it was my fuel to investigate this. How are people, you know, how how do we work as people? And I can see now in the hindsight that this was in order for me to find a reason that had nothing to do with something being wrong with me. Uh, so I guess that was my fuel. Uh, but I was in this beautiful family, and I mean, uh, this is my story. I'm sure my parents loved they, loved me uh, to to the extent that they were able to. I just didn't feel it, and I guess I fall into the category of being sensitive or uh, strong in sensing, yeah, sensing energies. Um, so I felt this uh, dissonance in what was said and done, and what I felt. Mm. 
So living up, growing up in this energy, I came to the conclusion that what I feel is wrong. What I'm seeing and hearing must be right. So I, I turned off my intuition uh, to some extent, I think, uh, when I was younger. Mm. Uh, and I had to relearn how to open up uh, to that uh, ability. I can see that I have been able to follow my intuition work-wise. But in my relationships, uh, I, I wasn't able to. In my close re- oh, relationships, that kind of mirrored your family experience because mm. I felt that like disconnect as a growing up. So you then attracted relationships where there was a disconnect, effectively. Yeah, and I was married and divorced three times. So I mean, okay, <laughs> I've, done, I've done my work. Um, but actually, I was, uh, I think I was in a loving relationship with this young guy when I was 15. And then we broke up and I felt kind of uh, baffled by this and shaken up. And I remember that I started to pray. Um, I don't exactly know what I prayed about and what the, the details was, but I do remember what came back to me. And this one sentence came, we're all one. Mm. And Back then, I did not know the full extent of that um, understanding. But now when I understand the brain and the heart and epigenetics and quantum physics and and all this, it makes so much more sense, uh, this uh, sentence. But it has been a guiding line for me ever since because I would constantly ask myself, so if we're all one, what would that mean to my behavior in this situation? So it's been like uh, a guiding light for me. Um, I got even more into it. And then when I had my first child, I was 23. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was um, it was a birth with uh, complications because I suddenly lost uh, 1.2 liters of blood and I had to go into surgery quite quickly. Uh, and I don't know if it was because of this experience or if it was the birth itself. But afterwards, I had like five days uh, of experience this uh, oneness and understanding everything there is. It sounds like wow. Too so the big, but I had the awakening. Yeah, it was it was a big awakening, and I mean, to this day, I cannot put uh, words on this experience. But mm-hmm. what it left me with when it closed down was just just this uh, knowing, mm-hmm. this knowing of how everything worked. And and this I had brought with me, you know, and I was in my first marriage and I realized that this was not really going the way I wanted it to go. And I sort of fell into, some might call it depression uh, and also sleep deprivation. My first kid didn't sleep until she was nine and my husband worked nights. So I had to do both. Yeah, nine years. It was like. Oh my God. The year it was worst. I had like uh, seven, what do you call it, when your throat is red and swallowed and everything is. uh, I had seven. Yeah, I had seven of those one year. Yeah. And my immune system was totally broken down. You know that speaking your truth. Yeah, yeah. Mitis is all down. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So and, and this, she was my teacher. She was waking me up, and I have thanked her afterwards because I was just waking. And I'm very strong as yeah. a person, so for me to create a change, I had to suffer quite a bit to be willing to change. Yeah. 
yeah. uh, for my mind to be willing to change. So it was important for me to be broken down in order for me to break through. Uh, so I remember when I was 29 or so, I had this awakening after, I think I literally spent a year on my couch because I, I was so broken down. And then when I came out of this, um, I actually, I decided that my... Yeah, did you, sorry. Well, just I'm, I'm fascinated by the subject of breaking down to break through. Like it's something that is big in my life at the moment with what's happening with my mum. Mm, so, mm. um, I totally believe yeah. you have to break down to break through. And so I was just wondering, yeah. what was the thing that brought you out of it, or how did it change? Like how did you break through? I think it is my perseverance, and I think it is also a comment made by my dad to one of my girlfriends. Uh, I was doing my thesis back then and I decided to throw it out and take a, a temporary job just to come out and get some adult uh, stimulation. And after four or five months, I met this uh, girlfriend and she says, well, I met your parents uh, downtown and your dad said that he didn't think that you would ever finish your thesis. And now he didn't say it to me, but I heard it. And this is not something you say to me because it's awakened something in me. And I, I got access to this power within that I didn't think I had. had. So I, I actually okay, succeeded in power. doing this. Yeah. And I turned my, my day night uh, upside down so that I could sleep during day. And then I could uh, write my thesis in night and I could go into my daughter uh, every 10, 15 minutes when she needed me. So this is how I, I did it, and it was awful. It was, I mean, I, <laughs> it was really an awful period, but I did it, and I had good results, but I didn't get the recognition from my dad. Uh, but I did get a good job, and then my corporate career took off, and, and you know, everything. I, I was in the corporate area for like 12, 13 years until I came out of my box. It's funny what we do, isn't it, to get the love of one parent? Like they say there's always one parent. Yeah, yeah. The love of more. And and it's never a coincidence what happens. I mean, seen in the hindsight, I can see mm. that everything was like a red thread, and it happened for a reason. And would you uh, so say I'm very happy he did to wake you up? Like, would you say like now you look back because you know one of the things we talk about on the podcast is the following the breadcrumbs. You know, so. Um, when you're out of yeah. alignment with Dharma, when you're not doing what you should be doing, there's almost these circumstances that kind mm. of trying to wake you up to get you onto that right path. Yeah, yeah, to push us back on track. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm. Um, and, and then I, I mean, I tried so many di different modalities in the period of my life to sort of find out who am I. And then I got divorced and I kept being curious uh, onto the spiritual alternative things. And actually so much so that I took a healing education a year after I started in this corporate world. Um, and I actually could not stop talking about this because I've seen the light kind of thing, you know, energy I had with me. And the corporate world was kind of like, well, usually we can trust what she's saying. Mm. So we will give her the benefit of the doubt and listen. And, and actually, within a short period of time, I was kind of like the, the management consultant, the key account manager slash board member that took my clients. And if they had anything imbalanced on a physical level, 
I would heal them and then we would write the, you know, the document, the lawful document for them buying chameleons from me. So I totally mixed it. Uh, I totally mixed it. So I like undercover and kind of work. It was, undercover. it wasn't, it wasn't really undercover. It, it was all <laughs> out in the open. <laughs> and then at one point, uh, one of the CEOs in the company, I was in the board of members uh, as an employee elected member of the board. And we had this lunch and he asked me, so tell me again, this healing you're doing, what is that? And I was kind of like, oh shit, I will get a slap over my finger for doing this, uh, you know, but that wasn't it. He was asking me because, well, you know, I'm training for a marathon and, um, and my foot hurt and I just went to the doctor and he said it was broken for six weeks now. And he advised me to not run it on it. And I said, well, it sounds like good advice. Uh, and he said, well, you know, yeah, but I would still love to do this marathon. Can you do anything about this foot? And I said, well, I've read about that it can also promote healing of the bones, but I've never had any actual experience myself with it, but I'm willing to give it a try. And we tried to find a day where we could meet both of us, and we were both very busy, full schedule. And I then uh, said to him, you know, Bjarne, we, we don't have to be the same place while I give you healing. You, I can do remote healing as well. And he was saying, what? Yeah, you know, like when you have a radio and you want to change the station and you you do the tuner, you, you tune to another station, I can tune into your station uh, remotely. And he looked at me like very skeptical, saying, well, okay, if you say so. And then he had two remote healings and his foot was whole again. Wow. And he couldn't, you mean, he was just... <laughs> Yeah, really, really, yeah, cheering this on. And he couldn't stop talking about it in the whole of the organization. So by, you know, a couple of years, everybody knew of the witch uh, at my location. <laughs> and instead of taking a pill, if they had a headache, they just came and see if, you know, it's Zen there. And then they could have five, five yeah. minutes of healing and go back to work. So I was very much out in the open. Yeah. So fascinating um, how you were doing your corporate career, but obviously you were also training and doing your healing as well. And I think for people, yeah. you know, who are, um, you know, searching on that journey for what's next and what their purpose is, you know, there's nothing to hurt, hurt you having a sort of stable job and then going and exploring lots of different things that light you up because as yeah, Suzanne yeah. found, it kind By of all means. together, didn't it? Yeah, it did. By all means do that. I mean, and what you will likely experience as I experience is that when you share your inner experience, that yeah. you will see that other people around you with, will wake up. And that's just beautiful to, you know, remove the gap. Um, and also what I'm doing now and want to do more of is to go from this performance-driven culture into purpose-driven culture. Um, and I think it's vital that people like ourselves and mm. people listening that are awakening, that we are actually doing what we came for, that we help this awakening. And we can only do that by creating a new awareness and being willing to have people shake their heads and just rest assured in mm. that if people project something on you, this is about them. It's not about you. 
So please do just share from your heart and you will experience most likely that people will wake up. I mean, I, I experienced like three colleagues of mine took actually healing courses after me telling about it. Right. So it, it accelerated uh, the awakening for sure. And talk to me, because I know um, you're very much in the purpose conversation as well. So talk to me about your beliefs about, you know, people, people having a kind of natural ability, that, like a gift that they can give to the world. Hmm. I have no, I mean, doubt about that each and every one of us is, you know, we are giving a superpower when we birth it. And, and this is just a, a pack of talents that you are here to pass on. Um, and to the extent that you are not willing to be in that zone of yours, uh, you will only um, postpone uh, the well-being of the whole of mankind. If you see it as an organism, you are a cell in this bigger organism. Yeah. And you all know that if, if a cell in a foot is acting like a cell in a hand, this organism will, over time, look weird. <laughs> and it's just a question of, of this hand cell to, to go back home for this whole mankind organism to, to become whole again. Because what I often see is that people think it's, uh, it's selfish to follow mm. the calling, mm. but actually that's not the truth. It's selfish not to follow your calling. Um, so, so please do, please do. And rest assured in the fact that once you go back and be aligned with you, everybody else around you will be aligned as well. So what's right for you is also right for everybody else. And what would you say to people listening who are searching, who, you know, don't really know where to start? Um, mm. What advice would you have for them? I, I usually use the picture of a passion plow, flower. Uh, and I think you should sit down with yourself and make a list where you should ask yourself three important questions. So what do I love doing? What am I good at? Mm. And where do people ask me for advice? Because where there's an overlap of these three areas, there will also be a career. Mm. But since we're all, I mean, we are raised in a culture where we say things like no pain, no gain. And if you say A, you should also say B. This rests upon a belief that things should be difficult and hard. Mm. And living out your purpose and your dharma is the exact opposite. Mm. It's joyful. It's easy. And I mean, we have to change those stories in order for us to be able to live out our purpose. We have to be able or willing to change no pain, no gain to no gain with pain. Mm. Um, and we have to be willing to, to follow the path of least resistance and most excitement. Beautiful. That's another right good down. rule of that. Yeah. <laughs> And can you, in your own experience, because personally, I've had the same experience, you know, my, when I was back in my corporate days, you know, I felt like I was pushing and pushing mud uphill would be the expression that I mm -hmm. would use. Mm. You know, working long yeah. hours, going down the pub at the weekend to blow off a load of steam because, you know, just the way mm -hmm. you, how you did it. And life had a very different feel to it. And I would personally say that since I have, like, described change lanes would be the expression I'd use, you know, got into that flow of life like now beautiful you know I, I have created a very different style of life 
that you do feel like you're in flow and that you trust things come to you but I just would like to hear your kind of experience on that have you noticed a different way now that you live your life totally totally I mean it's like it's another it's another world it's another paradigm it's uh, I have been a very doing much doing person I mean based on my upbringing and and also my my seeking of approval and three marriages and then breakups and I have three kids and you know a house and a business I mean I've been very much into doing 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 yeah um and for me it's been um it's been a journey, uh, and I guess to some extent still is, uh, of learning that being is actually enough. Right. Uh, and I can right. see that, to my experience, that when I am willing on a personal level to go deep within my both low and high vibrations so that I can clear all frequencies of emotions – from you know the skill, the guilt, the shame, the anger, up until the the highest, the gratitude. That when you're willing to <clears throat> clear those blockages within, then you can hold space for everybody else that comes into your space to also clear that out in them, just by you being there. Mm. So sometimes I experience that. I can meet people, you know, uh, doing the groceries uh, in the shops, you know, and I can just stand there in front of them and they break down, you know, wow, in tears. That space for them. That's incredible. Just, just for, for being there. So I actually think that we should, we should learn that it is our being uh, that is of value instead of our doing. Mm. Um, and, and I'm just uh, slowly learning that. And these past years for me as well has been, a matter of learning trust, you know, 100% trust into life, uh, that this life and this universe is a loving one. Uh, and I should just lean back into this trust. So if we can just integrate that full trust belief into all of ourselves, then we will discover that so many thoughts and so many behaviors, things that we do, will come out of a totally different place in us. So ask yourself, where am I guided or by fear? Yeah. And where am I guided by trust? Um, yes. It creates a totally different... Uh, but, but oftentimes, and in my life as well, it's been a question of uh, letting life destroy me. And, and, and in order for me to let go of uh, everything that isn't me... Um, mm you know, all the shadows and all the survival strategies mm. and, and all the handbrakes that we pull. Um, so, yeah. And I could totally relate to that because my own breakdowns are all around masks. You know, I was wearing so many masks, mm. trying to be so many things to so mm. people. I wasn't being authentic to myself. I was totally out yeah. with myself and life. And I think, you know, that's my own personal experience of when we break down is because like you said, the universe is pulling us a different re different direction, and we're resisting and mm. resisting until we mm. break. Um, but talk talk to me about because there's one thing I just want you to share because I think it's a great example for people listening is that this we talk about this flow of life and when you go a different direction. I know obviously how you came to be a member of our organisation is a pretty cool story because that's a great example of yeah. And how, so if you could share that, yeah, it really is. Yeah, uh, sure, I will. 
so I did my first passion test on the 7th of June in 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, and up until this point, I've been mostly focused on what I didn't want in my life. And this was the first time that I actually mm-hmm. shifted my focus onto what I did want in my life. Wow, uh, so, yeah, and I just experienced so much synchronicity and flow at this moment. But this one incident that you're asking me about is that uh, I remember making a passion about how I wanted to co-create kind of like heaven on earth. Uh, in a big scale with other people, like-minded people. And under this passion, I made a marker that I am not really sure where it came from because yeah. to my knowledge today, I don't know that I knew of this organization, but out came a marker saying, I am a member of ATL. What you did and you I just stated that. Did. No, I mean, I was just talking or thinking about it yesterday, and I really cannot recall that I have ever heard of it. But I I wrote this down, and then two two months went by, and I uh, participated in uh, this event in Denmark called uh, Elevate. Um, And then all of a sudden, this woman came and patted me on the back, and, and she asked, so who are you? And I explained who am I, uh, and this was the beautiful Monique from Germany. Um, and I was explaining about what I'm doing. She was really interested, and I I shared with her at one point that I would really love to be a part of a community that you know was like-minded. Uh, and I mentioned it, and she said, "Well, you know what? I'm a member, and so is Runa standing over there, <laughs> and we would love to have you as a <laughs> as a member." And I said, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, we just have to, you know, we're two. And if we say yes, you know, you can be you can be a member. So <laughs> it was kind of like, what? But that's How did this happen? really know what it was, though. Or you, did you know the name of it? Or You know, I was thinking about it yesterday. And, and the only thing I can, I mean, maybe Janet Atwood, you know, the oh, founder of okay. The Passion Test, she was, you know, she was giving me the passion test on this day, and she might have mentioned TLC and maybe ATL. I don't know, but it—I mean, it was like a mm. detail in so much more other info, and I didn't really know it. But it's I like put it, it down. Out of your unconscious. Yeah, it <laughs> your did. Unconscious yeah. told you what it, it was. was. Yeah, it was. It was really amazing, and I had such a blast. This, uh, you know, the coming year after doing this. Uh, it was like I was pinching myself because the, it just opened up to a flow that, uh, yeah, I really pinched myself. Yeah. Um, and it was my, it's my own experience. big awakening to see, yeah, to yeah. see how just once you get aligned, the universe, it's like selling candy in a shop or in a, in a schoolyard, you know. The universe really wants you to wake up, so it will really – do whatever it can to keep you uh, focused on this new path. And then once you go a little bit further down this path, you might experience a little bit of a rough time again because, you know, the soul is expansive of nature. So uh, we we want to evolve all the times. Um, But it really did do its job. Its job. I was was hooked (laughs) on this journey. Excellent. And then I wrote my book and, you know, yeah, everything else is history. And so now you you obviously do healing work 
Um, do you work one to one with clients around on the subject of purpose, helping them uncover their purpose? Yeah, it's the base of everything I do. But what I also found out that if I could, I've, I've in, invented my own coaching style. Uh, and what I experience is when I use this modality that I download it myself, and then I do the passion test afterwards, I can go much deeper with people. And I, I have successfully helped people heal even chronic diseases in just one one-on-one session. And just yesterday, uh, I had this call from a man, 59, a leader, entrepreneur. Uh, he was here um, on the 28th of January, and he was just uh, you know, calling me, and he said, well, you know, I think I, I owe you a f- some kind of feedback from my session with you. And said, well, please do. I, I welcome that. And he said, I don't know if you can recall me, but when I came to you, I was kind of like totally... Uh, crook in my back I had a discus uh, in my back and I hadn't been sleeping in my bed for a long time I slept in my couch upright sitting Um, and then I was at your place and then when I came back home to my uh, girlfriend this same evening I said well you know what I think I will lay down in the bed tonight Um, and he had done that before but usually he woke up after half an hour with a lot of pain uh, but only to discover that he woke up in his bed next morning, and he had been sleep- he's been able to sleep in his bed ever since. Right. Uh, and this was just a three-hour session where I do the coaching and the passion test, and then he had one hour of healing. So he was here four hours, um, and then that happened. So today I don't heal on people unless I have uh, been doing you know the mental, yeah. the inner work. Uh, where we discover what are your shadows, where are your limiting beliefs, where are your traumas, uh, so so how how is the epigenetics uh, working on you, and then we I help re- them release it through awareness, uh, mm. and then I can help the body with the healing to let go of you know all the heavy stuff, and, and then things can really happen. Yeah, it, it, I've had really amazing uh, breakthrough stories. Um, and where can people find out more about you? Well, I do have suzannefranson.dk uh, and uh, .com maybe also in a while. I'm just uh, launching a new website right now. So, uh, But they can also find me uh, online on Facebook, uh, Suzanne Franson Catalyzing Change. I have a Danish pay, uh, page and I also have uh, an English page. And I also have actually written uh, several uh, English ebooks for people to download for free, uh, and of course also Danish. Uh, I also wrote uh, a Danish book called uh, Director's Manual: Heartfelt Leadership, um, Heartfelt Leadership, but it's only in Danish as of now. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and it's called Direktør med nøden, ledelse fra hjertet, if you are Danish, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> that was just loud. <laughs> oh, Suzanne, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your journey. And can, can I add just one thing? Because mm. I'm actually also a member of uh, the Change Makers, so you can also find me online on uh, runomatters.com uh, if you click on the Change Makers. Uh, I'm also there. Another of our so, yeah. members. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. 
Oh, well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your journey and your story. And it's, you know, it sounds like you've had a bit of a bumpy awakening along along the way, but now you are totally on the right path. Uh, and as Suzanne mentioned, we're going to have all her details in the show notes, so you'll be able to connect with her there. But please do let us know what you think of the podcast. And Suzanne, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye, guys. And we will see you again next week on Kitty Talks. Bye-bye. This podcast was sponsored by my Do Your Dharma course. Create a life so good that you pinch yourself. This eight-week online course demystifies Dharma and shows you how to tune in to why you're really here. Go to www.kittytalks.com forward slash do your Dharma.